0: Hello everyone and welcome to The Best Damn Camp, a Royal Universe read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Riordan in timeline order. I'm your host Fran and welcome to the show. Today we continue our timeline journey with The King Chronicles, The Red Pyramid, Chapter 37, Leroy Gets His Revenge, and Chapter 38, The House Is In The House, which are from Carter's point of view. As always, I have my points to focus on. So today we've got battle scenes, climax, and generally what I thought of it. I feel like I know some of the people who are gonna be listening to this. Climax is in the climax of a narrative, as in the thing where everything is coming together, or everything that's been building up to, that kind of. Let's just move on. <laughs> and to begin, here is the synopsis. Set lays out his plans and goes on the offensive as he attacks Zia, but something isn't quite right with her that interrupts his plan. Carter, seeing his family and Zia in danger, finally bonds equally with Horace, and the two fight Set until it's a little too late. It's 30 seconds to sunrise. Could the heroes have actually lost? Spoiler alert, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) this is Rick Riordan everyone wins kind of sometimes we'll get to that Um, but yeah that's basically the overview for these two chapters and we are really we are coming down to the final final little bit here we've only got one one more episode for the red pyramid left and then we are done oh my gosh that's crazy (laughs) exciting exciting times because we do have more king chronicles to come but you know this will be the end for the red pyramid next week but do you want to know what's also happening next week echoes of the past the short story prequel for the into the wild series is coming out on february 23rd so the finale for the king chronicles is the day of my release so it's an extra special episode so if you want to join in with that but also join in in general for echoes of the past stuff i am actually doing a live stream on my youtube channel of a release party for echoes of the past um on my discord server i am doing a pre-release party um so if you want to join my discord server that is now going to be linked in the episode show notes from here on in because i haven't linked it before but i realize you know some people may want to um and also if you want some early access exclusive content For Echoes of the Past, uh, you can become a podcast patron right now and get access to the first couple of chapters in audiobook format. So, if that intrigues you, be sure to check out my Patreon in the episode show notes as well, patreon.com slash a healthy dose of well, that's enough self-promo for today. Don't worry, we'll have more of that next week. Um, let's get into the main crux of today's episode. So Let's start with Chapter 37, Leroy Gets His Revenge. And here is the overview for Chapter 37. Set is enjoying his trickery as the siblings rage at what he has done to Amos. Horace and Carter finally agree on something. Set's a problem and they want to fight him. Unfortunately, Horace and Carter aren't able to work together and get swatted aside easily. That's when Set turns his eyes to Zia, or Nephthys, as we have learned, and he's ready to destroy her. Fighting against Set as hard as he can without success, he tries to save Zia, but isn't able to. Thankfully, he doesn't need to in the end, as something isn't quite right with Zia. No chance to get answers now. Set has turned his sights on Sadie. Now, now Carter is truly mad. And he's joining with Horace to destroy. <laughs> we love a badass Carter. Um, okay, going into feedback for this chapter. One random little thing. <laughs> um... Understand why this chapter is coi- uh, co- coiled called uh, leroy gets his revenge because leroy doesn't appear you know obviously the the set animal from a while back like leroy doesn't appear like he's not actually here i remember reading this title like last time and being like oh set animal returns okay no no he doesn't it's just when they see set his like image changes a little bit and sometimes he looks like the set animal slash Leroy and that's why it's called Leroy Gets His Revenge but Set isn't getting his revenge in this chapter and Leroy isn't here so the chapter name's a little bit a little bit misleading but you know it's just a random thing it's just something I picked up on and I was kind of like wait what but it's not significant I'm just being picky um, I will say though I know I was harping on the Amos and Set situation like last time considering the obviousness as is mentioned here was meant to be clear because as they bring up in this chapter, Amos was deliberately trying to make sure that Carter and Sadie knew something wasn't right about him. They they didn't because they're children and they're dumb. But that was the obviousness behind, like he was deliberately trying to make it clear that he was being possessed by Set but my only issue that continues from that is that that kind of creates a bit of a plot hole. Because as they say here, Amos must, its basically character says Amos must have been at the museum for set to be able to possess him. But if he's been possessed since the museum, why is it only in the last few instances with Amos of them on their way to this pyramid that evidence of the possession has actually appeared and happened like there's been no other previous possession evidence until now like he was really trying to show them and trying to break through why why wasn't he doing it before it would have made more sense if they were literally having it that when he went to find set on his own that's when he became possessed But no, they put this line in of like, oh, he must have been possessed since the museum. I'll I'll talk about this a little bit more later because I kind of have like a way in which that could have been done. That would have worked. But, you know, I'll I'll talk about that when we get to the later in depth discussion. Okay, big, big highlight for this chapter, though, is we love Carter, the protective brother. Um, he went full protective brother mode and I absolutely loved seeing it. Um, him seeing Sadie in danger and realizing that he and Horace need to join together if they're gonna have any chance of protecting her, it's just, it's, it was like a really beautiful moment of just him seeing it, remembering what Zia said about, you know, finding balance or whatever, I can't remember exactly what she said, and realizing what she meant and then joining his mind with Horace's so they were of equal balance. Um, and and all of that was because he saw Set going toward basically his fight wait no no, no that's later on but basically he's seeing Sadie in danger and that was the thing that was the final kick of like no Set needs to go down I need to stop him because I won't let him hurt my little sister and now he's ready to destroy and like, he's like yeah no you're, we're going to crush you like a gnat um, and we love that for him we love that for him um, the only other additional thing that comes in this chapter is the curious insinuation about Zia. Like Carter's right, a water goddess with a fire magician isn't right. So something about this whole situation isn't quite right because he f- doesn't fully believe that Nephthys is part of Zia because it doesn't it just doesn't feel right. And as we find out later, not really far off. but obviously we'll get to that when we get to that. <laughs> But if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the next chapter. So let's go into chapter 38, The House is in the House. And here is the overview for chapter 38. Carter and Set are in a battle to the death, practically destroying the pyramid. The only issue with this is, if they do destroy it, he and all of his family in Zia would be entombed within it. Time to take them airborne, and with a little trick from Amos, Carter makes Set a bat and him a falcon and flies them out of the pyramid. Out in the open, Carter sees the House of Life have arrived and are outnumbered by Set's demons, and Carter is injured. Fighting till his last, Carter tries to stop Set from completing the pyramid, with a little help from Desjardins, but they're too late. They have less than 30 seconds to destroy the pyramid, but thankfully for Carter, Sadie arrived on the scene with the glow of Isis. Ooh! Siblings unite! <laughs> um, not much feedback for this chapter minute. Really. It'll be more for when we get into the main crux of the discussion. But seeing Carter and Horace working together in their strength and skill and fighting was just really, really incredible to read. Like It's a really healthy balance that lends itself to the situation of, like, we need balance in this situation, a balance between them. Because the whole thing is that the only thing to stop chaos is to bring in balance so the fact that they themselves have balanced each other out so half of horus half of carter joined together is the perfect remedy to fight against chaos um i also like kind of like the fact though that even combined it still isn't enough to personally defeat Zet or injure him enough to stop him like he is still a god in his original form and the Carter slash Horus are joined, making them a limited form. So it makes sense that they can't fully destroy Set in, like, combat. And yes, there's a small harp on uh, the fact that Percy, for some reason, is consistently able to beat gods and titans and primordial beings with no logic behind it. Like, (laughs) this, this is, at least, it has a logical thing behind it of, like, you know he can do some damage but he's still a god and Carter still does not have while he may be possessed by a god he is still limited because he is still mortal um and I just like that I just like that there are limitations to this magic because a magic system does need limitations there are certain things that people can't do and it makes sense it makes sense I love it but going into the fighting scenes though, so let's go into the two specific discussion points of this episode, starting with battle scenes, because this fight, my god, now it just maybe because I've seen the fighting with my family recently and a friend of mine is a WWE wrestler, well not WWE, he's a wrestler for like a little league, I just realised WWE is the name of the big league, but he's, he's a wrestler for, for a small league, love that for him. But um, anyway, the fight gave me very much like wrestling vibes of skill, like in relation to fighting with my family, which has Florence Pugh in, by the way. um, It honestly just feels like how a WWE fight works. Like there's actual harm caused, which is the thing that so many people talk about. So many people think that wrestling is all just like acting, but no, people can get physically hurt. Like you can do real damage to people in wrestling. But at the same time, it is, in a sense, fiction. In that there is like decisions that are made with how things are going to be done. So there is in any, like, not like in boxing where, like, and, and like MMA where you, <laughs> you kind of just fight how you need to to win. There is a bit more of an art to WWE. And this fight feels, in a sense, more real in some way because of that. Like, there is the sense of, art to oh god I feel I feel so pretentious saying it but it feels like artistic in the way in which things are done like it feels real it feels raw it feels like these things are happening but because obviously this it is a book it's written in a specific way to give this feel of uh I can't I don't think I'm making any sense but basically it's a really well-structured beautiful fight just like how WWE does it. It's a well-structured fight scene. I think that's what I was trying to say. I don't know if it makes any sense. Sorry to WWE fans if I made it seem, if it it came off sounding wrong. Anyway, sorry, let's move in to the main bits of it of, yeah, the description of the hand-to-hand grappling and like even how Carter gets the upper hand by changing set to a fruit back a fruit fruit bat. Even though it just have it was just for a little while. It just all of it just works. You can picture it easily. The way it's written flows incredibly well. Um, I will say honestly, it feels like one of the best fight scenes in in a while that I've read. Like all, like it it all just works. The realism of that Carter, an untrained child, has some capabilities of a fighter due to Horace, but is still not that strong and kind of like is fully relying on instinct in some cases which is good but you know shouldn't always give you the upper hand because instinct and you know talent can only take you so far and this is an issue so this is going back to Percy Jackson this is the issue that I have with Percy Jackson is that so many people say the reason why Percy is skilled is because he is a natural talent but even people with natural talent still have to train which Percy doesn't do He is not at Camp Half-Blood. He's been at Camp Half-Blood for at least only four summers. So that's four summers of training in five years. He should not be as skilled as he is because he is not trained as much as the others. But people say, oh, it's his natural talent. i no, it's plot armor. But in Carter's case, he does have some natural ability. That's also then hyped up by Horace, but he's still not that strong. He's still not that capable him being injured and him being taken down simply enough is just realistic i love it because it feels it feels like the story just makes sense it just it it works it makes sense the logic is there because i think if carter was able to defeat set easily in combat the tension would be lessened because i'm like oh he's defeated a god in a fight oh like well, you know don't really have to worry about him as a character I know, okay, I know loads of people bring up the fact that like, oh but Percy technically didn't beat Ares I'm like, but that's how it's intended in the text, is that he outsmarted a god, which like outsmarting a god still works, but like, drawing blood from a god and stuff like that and the fact that he was able to hold his own against a god with no training is. I'm sorry, I keep going off topic simply, Carter still being strong and skilled, but not strongly skilled enough to defeat a god is realistic and I love it Moving on to the climax. So we're heading into the end game now. <laughs> Avengers reference. The period has been completed. We have seconds until Seth's power is granted with the sun rising um, on his pyramid in the desert, specifically with it being having to be in a desert. And by that point, he becomes unstoppable. The tension has been raised incredibly well in these, last two chap- in these two chapters. And the fact that we... We kind of get a hint that something's about to happen with Sadie at the end of this because Sadie appears. But we don't fully know what's happening. Like, we're also going to get some, hopefully, additional confirmations that come after this. of About Zia and how something isn't quite right about her situation. Um, like, likely we, that'll probably be answered in, like, the falling action aftermath of the battle. But everything is just rising. The tension is at its peak. So what comes next kind of has to carry that on a little bit um so we'll see if that happens. uh there wasn't really that much climax wise because that's kind of the main crux of this situation um there was what was the thing i wanted to carry on talking about that i didn't mention what did i say oh yeah no the ammo situation okay this was the thing that i wanted to bring up and okay i I wrote it down actually as well but i just didn't see i written it down so the issue that i mentioned earlier was that the explanation for Amos being set is a bit flimsy. Like, the throwaway line of, oh, he must have been at the museum too, is just... It's just kind of like, no, we need a bit more explanation than that because there is no evidence that Amos was at the museum. Like, he disappeared. We don't know that he actually ended up at the museum. Like, what would have been better is if he's meant to have been possessed since the museum explosion. And he was hinting at his possession. There should have been hints earlier by Amos trying to let them know that he is possessed. Like saying something about what happened at the museum that they didn't, that like, that they didn't tell, just, oh, I'm trying to think of things up. Like, um, no, not the bicycle chain. I'm trying to think of something specific. So the things that they saw, so the hieroglyphics and the, like the glowing hieroglyphics that they see around their dad, something that they hadn't told anyone. But Amos knew. Like, have him mention something about it. Just like, I know seeing those hieroglyphics around your father must have been scary. And they're like, wait, hold on. Did you tell him? Did did you? And then being kind of like, how the hell does he know about that? But then kind of not getting an explanation on that. Just get that drip fed into us. Like, the whole situation is, the whole (laughs) situation... I'm just repeating myself. The whole part of Amos being set needed to be better drip fed if we're going to claim that he was trying to warn them about him being possessed because that's only happened in the last few chapters like if you're trying to convince us that amos has been trying to warn them this whole time then why hasn't he been warning them the whole time i just if anything like what they should have done is they should have just made it that he was possessed since he went to go find his stop set alone like when he left Brooklyn House and he went, like, you know, when Carter sees the dream of seeing Amos, you know, being caught by set, that should have been when he got possessed. Not beforehand. Because that would have at least been a bit more realistic. But, well, to an extent. But the fact that it's meant to be, is like, oh yeah, this throwaway line. Oh, he must have been at the museum too. And then never hearing anything about it again. just just drip feed it a little bit better. And maybe I'd feel better about it and get it a little bit more. But that's just me. I don't know how other people feel. So if you think I'm just talking crazy, um, don't tell me because I'm very sensitive. (laughs) But anyway, that is basically all we have time for, for this episode. Um, just an additional note to follow up. Um, you know, order echoes of the past if you haven't already i would love i would love to hear people's thoughts on it It is it is up on goodreads as well so all that stuff is going to be linked in the episode show notes um check my youtube channel because you'll be able to see the notification for the live stream um very soon if not already um And yeah, I'm looking forward to when it comes out. I'm really, really excited and uh, I hope you will enjoy the story. But for the crux of this episode, for what you're all looking forward to, it is the question of the episode. This week's question is, how was the fight between Set and Carter slash Horace for you? Did it grip you to the story? So that'll be going up on our social media. So let me know your thoughts on this because I would love to hear how you felt about this fight. Now, thank you all for joining me for these chapters. Be sure to join me next Wednesday as we continue our onverse journey. To plug where you can find our podcast, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audioboom, Stitcher, and basically where we listen to your podcasts. In the meantime, between episodes, you can find The Best Damn Camp on various social media at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email me with your thoughts on the episode, you can email thebestdampcamp at hotmail.com or, if you want to support the podcast, you can head over to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash a dose of Fran, which is linked in the episode show notes for things like early access to episodes and other exclusive perks. Want more Royal verse content? Check me out on YouTube at a healthy dose of Fran. And if you want to support my writing career, drop me a follow at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. Again, thank you all for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own Hunter, and I'll see you to you all next time. Bye.